It is ever more important that, first of all, you respect yourself. And then secondly, that through that respect, you teach others how to do the same. That should be your non-negotiable platform. You're listening to the Redefining Wealth Podcast with Patrice Washington. In today's episode, I sit down with beauty veteran Mickey Taylor. She's the author of the new book, Editor-in-Chief. And you need to listen in to why this beauty veteran says she doesn't believe in makeovers. Hey there, this is Patrice from PatriceWashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back to another episode of the Redefining Wealth podcast. Super excited, as always, because I get to continue on with this awareness around Equal Pay Day. Women's Equal Pay Day is the day in the year where the average woman finally makes what her male counterpart made by December 31st, the year before. And so this is not a celebration month. This is awareness. This is recognizing the fact that we have a problem. And so this entire month, my guests are dedicated to helping you close the gap by understanding more about yourself. Because the reality is, yes, industries need to change. Bosses need to change. Employers need to change. All of that stuff needs to change. But we need to change as well. There's some things that we need to shift. And I love, love, love this interview with, she's like my auntie in my head. Miss Mickey, I actually call her Mama Mickey. But Mickey Taylor is this beautiful woman. And actually, if you look at the picture, my daughter is like, mom, this is what you're going to look like. (laughs) When you get a little older, this is what you're going to look like. She's just beautiful and brown and has these luscious bangs. I'm just loving her right now and loving the book, Editor in Chic. Because she comes from a background of Essence Magazine and we've seen her do so much beauty related, beauty and style related work. I was really picking up the book thinking that it would just have to do with that type of stuff. But when I dug in, in the first few pages, you realize that it is so much deeper than that. And I just love her point that makeovers, okay, (laughs) you can change everything on the outside, but it's similar to how we feel at Redefining Wealth, right? It's an inside job. Wealth is not just about money and material possessions. It's also about how we feel about ourselves in different areas of our life. That's where the fulfillment piece comes in. And so there's such a strong connection here. And I just felt like it was so great because it's really a conversation of worth. And to earn more and close that gap, we have to get in to a conversation about knowing our worth. And so check out this interview with, again, Mama Mickey. Mickey Taylor is the country's leading authority on inner and outer beauty for women of color. From A-list celebrities and world-renowned cover models to women in the know, Taylor influences all types of women with her vision of beauty and style. For 30 years, she served as Essence Magazine's groundbreaking beauty and cover director and is now the magazine's editor-at-large. She's been featured on everything from The Oprah Winfrey Show to The View, The Today Show, Weekend Today, NBC Nightly News, Extra, Inside Edition, VH1, Style Network, Life and Style, and the list goes on and on. So without further ado, let me introduce you to someone that I truly admire and truly adore, Miss Mickey Taylor. 
Welcome to the Redefining Wealth podcast, Miss Mickey. Oh, I'm so honored to be with you. This is just, <laughs> I have been excited and over the moon and all of that to have this conversation with you. You know, I, I me too. I read this book on my birthday vacation. <laughs> you know my honey. My honey took me on a little surprise trip for my birthday and I spent four days at a beautiful resort on the beach. And the only thing I had with me besides my non-alcoholic beverage, of course, <laughs> was editor in chic and I already loved you, but now I love you even more. Oh my gosh. I really, you know, it's one thing to look at folks from a distance and also, you know, we've met several times and you're always so pleasant and so kind and so sweet, but Mm. getting into the meat of this book, you talk so much about peace and purpose and joy and vision. So, you know, you were speaking my language. (laughs) I loved it. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Those are the things that I pack with me every day. And those are the things that empower me and keep me going and keep me focused. I had a sister call me one day and we were talking and she said, you know, God is not scattered. He's focused. Mm. And since I'm trying to be more like him, I'm taking on those attributes. And that's really what I want for us. I think that's the only way we're going to lead fearless and inspired lives and really thrive in our purpose. That's what Mm. I want to see on my watch at least. You know, I loved in the book, you said, your life should demonstrate that you know who you are. Heaven rejoiced the day you were born, for you were composed under divine inspection and signed, sealed, and delivered by the hand of him who framed the wonders of the universe. And you are his chief creation on earth. Oh, that's oh. a breath away. <laughs> you I really want to hear why you wrote the book, because by the title, I think so many people are going to really think, especially because they know you from Essence, right? And Mm -hmm. they think beauty and they think style, but you start off really giving us a great grasp of what beauty is. Can you talk about that? Yeah, because you know, before you walk through life or start your journey, you have to behold the magnificent truth of who you are. And that starts within. I mean, we spend so much time looking at the exterior and so much of the way we live is programmed or in sync with the ways of others that we don't really know who we are and what's important to us. Mm-hmm. And yet we go and we define it for companies, we define it in every other area of our lives, except we leave out what's important about the woman who looks back at you every day in the mirror, and especially through the lens of your creator. So I just wanted to stop. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. we say, time out before we start this journey. And that's why I opened up talking about a a walk through a museum. You Mm -hmm. know, you put those headphones on, you tune everything and everyone else out because you want to know what you're looking at. You want to know what you're beholding and what the purpose of it was. I think you owe that to yourself. And so, yeah, I want us to stop even living what I call the dress rehearsal life. We've got life compartmentalized and we've got a lot of it in that someday and one day. And those are not on any calendar. Mm -hmm. What are you doing with right now? That was critical to me. Yeah, that's exactly why I was so excited that the book was launching in April because it aligned perfectly with what I do every year around this time, which is really bring awareness around women's equal payday. 
And so I really believe that we don't ask for more. We don't negotiate the way that we should. In a lot of instances as women, we get too excited just to have a seat at the table <laughs> as opposed to right. you know, knowing our worth. And you talk so much about that piece. And I feel like, yes, you show up so much more boldly and confident when you look good, but it's not just the outside thing. You have to feel that on the inside just as much. Absolutely. If you don't own it on the inside, the rest is just dress up. And I don't think grown women should play dress up. Uh, any more than I think we should have wish lists. I think we should have checklists. And I'm asking us to merge them. They should be one. And so, yeah, when you don't know your value, you don't show up in the fullness of that. You're, in fact, asking for permission for a seat as a table instead of knowing what you come to the table to contribute. That's a defining difference. And that defines every day how we live our lives. That's why I said, may you wake up every day excited to be you. Mm -hmm. If you don't do that, you're missing the point, the richness of who you are. Yeah, you said your view of who you are has a direct influence on you personally, emotionally, and professionally. So you must possess a distinct value acknowledgement factor about yourself. What is the value acknowledgement factor? All that you bring to the table, especially your divine assignment. If you don't acknowledge that, if that's not the thing that's in front of you every day, every step of the way, you'll settle for anything. Uh You will seek approval in the wrong places. You know, a lot of times that's why we keep showing up where we're tolerated and we don't know how to go on to where we're celebrated because we don't celebrate ourselves. We don't know who we are. What is that thing that you, that the creator of the universe placed in you, even as your architect, that he designed only one of you. There is not another one of you in this entire universe. How could you not walk in the boldness of that? Yeah. At Redefining Wealth, we have six pillars that really comprise how we see wealth, which is more about well-being than it is about money and material possessions. And so the people pillar is really important for us. And I love that you talked about when you know your value, it also gives you the capacity to teach people how to treat you. Indeed, because you can't assume that they know. Mm. And you have to teach them. You own the manual. You have to use it. There's no sense in having that power if you're not courageous enough to use it. So you can't assume. And in these times where things are so relaxed, where respect is on the back burner, it is Mm. ever more important that, first of all, you respect yourself. And then secondly, that through that respect, you teach others how to do the same. That's important. That should be your non-negotiable platform. I share that a lot too. I wonder if you can give us though some practical ways that we can teach people how to treat us. Like what does that look like in real world application? For example, in the way we greet each other. It's not, hey, you. No, address me by my name as I do you in kind. Please and thank you. You know, everything old isn't antiquated. Manners still important. The graciousness with which you carry yourself. If I carry myself in a certain way, then you're going to know without me even putting up a physical barrier that there's a line that you should not cross in terms of disrespect. So, yeah, it is 
one would think that it's not necessary, but I find that it's ever more necessary. We speak in cryptic tones. Technology that we uh, designed to make life easier for us has now taken over. We don't even speak the same language anymore. Many of us have even lost our handwriting. Cursive uh, handwriting is a thing of the past. How unfortunate. And now the checks have gone by the wayside. We don't even know how to sign our names. Mm. Wow. Really? Is that the truth of who we are? How will we teach if we don't demonstrate our values. I think it's also important that you guard your vision space because when you do that, that also teaches people what's acceptable to you and what's not. And it even redefines it for yourself. Like your antenna should go up when you've been disrespected. Your antenna should go up when something doesn't sit well with you. Your antenna should be buzzing like crazy when you've been asked to compromise who you are. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it's done. That's how it's done. Absolutely. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I look at that in personal life, but also in professional life. I go to a lot of places, Miss Mickey, and I see how maybe how some of the other speakers are treated or how other young ladies are treated. And I'm always kind of like, I think it's a reflection of how you showed up because we're in the same place doing the same thing. And Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if it's because with heels on, I stand at six feet and people just don't want it with me. This makes me a but I really try to carry myself in a way that just commands a different level of respect. You will not play with me today. Not today. <laughs> I, you know, I think the key word is command and you used it. You used it appropriately. And that command shows up with you. It's in your aura. There is no question. It is in your aura. A command, respect, integrity, self-regard, that all shows up with you at the same time if it is present. Now, if it's not present, it will not show up. Mm. No, it will not show up. Mm-hmm. So again, when I say you should demonstrate the truth of who you are, you know, for us, that's the master class. There's a sign that hangs in my home and in so many words, it says home is where you learn who you are. So if you don't own it, you got to practice it so that when you go outside the door or when you go on the stages of life, if you will, yeah, you will show up as who you are and it will be instantly recognizable. And like you said, you can't fake it, right? Because I, I think in this age of social media where unfortunately a lot of women play dress up. They get fully dressed up only to take pictures for Instagram. And that's it. They weren't going anywhere. They weren't doing anything in particular. But they are playing dress up. But so often, and I know you can relate to this because when you're in this industry of like entertainment and you're always surrounded by these types of folks, people look so dressed up and made up. And they've had amazing makeovers and they're changing their hair color and they're doing a lot of alterations with their bodies. But when you get up close on them, Miss Nikki, and I know you can testify to this, mm-hmm. you can see that they are empty shell. Exactly. Exactly. Empty. Like you can yeah. look straight through them. And that just breaks my heart, especially because so often I see it with the people who have these large social media platforms and they mm-hmm. are just, they have women and girls hoping and wishing and praying that they could be them instead of celebrating who they are. And these women, are empty. They've just right. had a makeover. Exactly. And nothing changed inside. 
So that's so unfortunate. It's almost like being an imposter in your own life. Or as I say in Editor-in-Chief, why live in the shadow of who you are meant to be when you can be the real thing? And those things don't, uh, they're not material things that define you. It's the character that lies within. Mm -hmm. Character is your billboard, not the designer shoes or the designer dress or the latest bag. If that were the case, anyone could buy it. Mm. Anyone could buy it. But then you neglect your Genesis story. You don't even bother to understand it. And you show up with the labels, not your own. Why? Mm. Why? Why? Character is your billboard. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I know there was a part in the book where you said real change always stems from within. Totally. Because if it's not that, you can punch a hole through it. You can punch a hole through it. It won't stand you in the good times, let alone the times of adversity. And you know that, oh my goodness, I love how Dr. Martin Luther King talked about adversity is where you, oh, what was his quote? It's in times of adversity. Uh, basically, when you know who you are. I mean, so you should be so clear about this that, you know, this is a thing that forms your foundation. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a foundation, you're really not standing on solid ground. You're really not. It means, and, 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 and then it means also that everything about you is flexible. It's Ooh. interchangeable. How unfortunate. Because life and people and circumstances will have their way with you when you're flexible. Oh, that reminds me of that super soul conversation Oprah did recently with Trevor Noah. And there's Mm. a clip going around of him where he says, basically, he says something like, if your character can shift based on who's doing something, like who's saying something to you, then did you have character to begin with? Was that your character to begin with? I love that. If it's flexible. (laughs) Oh, you know, one of the things that um, really spoke to me, I posted it on Instagram. There was a quote about not stooping to, you know, the levels of others in the book and not lowering yourself and allowing them to essentially take your energy. Right. I've been through a situation. I've shared it openly now on both social media and on the podcast about where I was being harassed, I'm, I'm technically probably still being harassed. I just block and ignore mm-hmm. and delete so much stuff. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been going off for a year and a half. And one of the things that I know to be true is that I believe the person who is committed to doing this harassment is waiting for me to perhaps break character. Like they think I'm going to stoop to their level and go off on them or do something. And I'm like, wow, I wish they would get it through their heads that there's no character to break. Right. I'm not playing a role. This is who I am. Exactly. (laughs) You you don't tire yourself out, but I'm not going to go there with you. It's just not, it's not worth my energy. No. The other unfortunate thing, oftentimes when people hate on us, they're really expressing a plea for help. Mm you have something that they so admire and they so desire. It's no different than Cain and Abel. Again, I love how everything that the script has already been written. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, God said to Cain, couldn't you have the same things? (laughs) It wasn't that Abel had any advantage over you. It's just that you didn't do the work. You didn't show up ready. 
And a lot of times that's what happens. You know, we admire the, the green grass on the other side of the lawn, but we fail to pluck the weeds out of our lawns. We fail to seed good things that are bloom in our future. We fail to understand the turf that we stand on. Mm-hmm. And our grass, you know, your grass isn't supposed to look like my grass. I've got my own footprint. I've got my own thumbprint. I've got my own yard. I've got my own landscape. More importantly, I've got my own dreamscape. And I'm neglecting so great a purpose while I'm hating and envying on you. And the clock is ticking. That's the unfortunate piece. The clock is ticking. And every day that I spend looking over in your grass, I'm missing the jewels in mine. Mm. Ooh, I was really encouraged by how much you talked about your faith in the books. Oh. Just so, so clear, so evident. And we also have a faith pillar here, Redefining Wealth. And clearly it's helped you stay grounded. You've been in oh, the beauty yeah. industry for over 30 years. Right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. What does a day in your life look like? I know that in the book you say you wake up and you start with prayer. How do you maintain your faith throughout such a hectic schedule? Well, I really believe that faith is nothing if it's not defining your life. And I told myself a long time ago, as I tell others, you don't need to holler amen and sing another song on Sunday or what have you, if Monday you are falling apart mm-hmm. or your stability is up for grabs because of something someone else did or said. So I made it a point to take God at his word. And I really believe that you get out of it what you put into it. So faith is something I constantly tend. I commune with God. I have a relationship with him. I don't have a drive-by or a plea bargain. We talk all the time. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not trying to make acquaintances with him in my life. And so it's real for me. It is real. It is the thing that I am most assured of in a world that's constantly changing. My faith is the thing that I'm most assured of. Mm. And so it's not... It comes natural. First thing in the morning before I start any day, I have that prayer time, that meeting time with my COO. I have that meditation time. Sometimes the meditation is not only to focus on what is on the day ahead and how can I be purposeful in it, but what do I need to clean house with in my own mental space that might get in the way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the essential thing. You know, some people wake up and they look at Facebook book first and they start liking things and mm, I like him. I, I got to go with him <laughs> first. Yeah. Yeah. It is the thing that I stand on and the thing that sustains me. And yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when we look at from the outside, your career of 30 years plus, I remember growing up and just seeing you on the pages of Essence and, you know, kind of all over the place at different points. How has your faith helped you navigate maybe some of the more difficult times in your career? You know, from the outside looking in, it's like you had a perfect career. But I know that there's (laughs) had to be challenges along the way, especially with all the different types of personalities 
Oh <laughs> my gosh, yes, <laughs> to say the least, <laughs> to say the least. Again, as I said, I take God at his word. And, you know, I always say if it were by sight, everyone would get it. <laughs> so faith is not by sight. Faith is, is a deep-seated belief in that what God has promised me has my name on it. It's reserved for me. It's not up for grabs to anyone else. So navigating around difficult personalities, showing up with my own yes when someone else said no, believing with a hundred percent in what I've come to do. Yeah, that's all been done by faith. And I really do believe that all things work together for good of those that are called according to his purpose. So as long as I don't step out of bounds on that purpose, I expect it to go well. The challenges that come my way or even the things that one would call a failure, I know that they were meant for my growth because I know that God wouldn't have me show up on the next level unprepared. So you got to go through some stuff. It's like the old saying, no test, no testimony. I take my workout classes. I don't want to be handling the same two pound weights every class. That means I'm not growing. I'm not getting any stronger. So yeah. And as I say, an editor in chic, you don't want to just go through, you want to grow through. So everything I've gone through, I've grown from it. The things that I've been exposed to, even the things that were meant for my harm, turned out for my good. And that's because of wisdom. That's because of wisdom and, and a strong prayer life. Troubles ought to strengthen your prayer life, mm-hmm. you know, not have you shaken in your boots. Mm-mm. That's right, Miss Mickey. <laughs> yes, you better preach. I love it. <laughs> you talk so much about self-care. I got a lot of, I, I'm telling you, I don't know if it was the beach or this little luxury <laughs> resort or just, you know, loving on my honey. I don't know, but I'm <laughs> so inspired to, and I'm very big on self-care and I carve mm-hmm. out regular time to take care of myself every day in some form or fashion. But right. I was just so inspired by how many practical ways you talked about self-care. And I am very big on abundance, right? Like mm-hmm. I have an abundance perspective, whereas a lot of people who teach about personal finance are always trying to restrict us and tell mm. us that you need to cut out the nails, you need to cut out the hair, you need to cut out the makeup, you need to cut out all these <laughs> things. And this is what I love. Oh, this quote took me out. You said, queens don't belong on well-being welfare. <laughs> oh, Come no. on, somebody. Queens don't belong on well-being welfare. No, I said, yes. No. If you like how you feel after a massage, you don't have to wait for another certificate. Sign up for a plan. Right. And that's being proactive in your own life. This is your temple. Mm -hmm. This is your temple. And you have a choice to treat it like a temple or trailer park. It's just real. You, You are the first one who understands your needs. And you don't need approval to tend to them. You need to listen within. That's the real deal. You need to listen within. Like I said, on Saturdays, if everybody's got a marathon to-do list and your body tells you you need to take it down, take it down. Pull out your pretty caftan, lay on your couch and do what you need to do because this is your life and this is what your temple is asking for. You know, God doesn't want his daughters to show up frazzled, worked over, overwhelmed. That's not making him look good. 
You want to brag on God? You better show up looking well-rested, clear of mind, nurtured, self-nurtured. You don't need anybody else to tell you what you need. You have the book on that. Listen within. I think self-renewal is a mandate for modern-day queens. You know, no well-being welfare, waiting for somebody to give me a gift certificate. Oh, I wish somebody would invite me to so-and-so. Oh, I'd love to go there. Mm -hmm. Oh, I wish I had time for a nap. Really? Checklist, not wish list. Checklist. Pencil yourself in on your own. Put yourself in your notes on your smartphone. Mm. Got to get used to seeing your name show up and where your needs and desires meet. That is critical. Critical. You cannot do well and serve from a place of lack. I look, for example, again, back to the New Testament, I go, if Jesus could get in the boat and go to the other side, because he needed a minute from the congregations, he needed a minute from the people. I know we need to find time for self. That's right. It goes back to what you said, though. It's a matter of self-worth, because when you're not taking care of yourself, you're also treating people or you're teaching people, excuse me, how to treat you. So right. if they see you running yourself ragged, they don't mind adding to your to-do list. They don't mind calling in the middle of your day and distracting you. They don't mind because that's right. what you do. Right. So we've got to learn how to lovingly say no. You know, one of the things that I always say, I have learned. Someone asked me recently, how do you find time to do it all? And I said, I don't. I'm intentional. And I've learned not to say yes to everything that's within my power. I don't put 20 things on my list when I know I can only do 10 well. So I'm looking at how I'm spending my energies because that is part of my wealth. And if I toss it all out the window, that's the same as if I opened my wallet and tossed everything out. I wouldn't do that. Self-care, non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. What else is non-negotiable is great style. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, you said an empowered woman knows that great style, the kind that has an impact on how you look, but on your very presence, is a reflection of the critical work she does to master every aspect of who she is. Now, I took that quote to mean, you know, kind of who you are in one area is how people will perceive you in other areas. You know, that same kind of teach teach people how to treat you thing. So when you show up with great style, looking and feeling good, then it's a reflection of kind of how folks need to show up in every area of your life. Is that right? Or what did you mean by that? Again, self-perception is the key to every joy-filled moment, every success, everything. So again, how do you see yourself? That's why I see, you know, that's the trouble with makeovers. That's how somebody else sees you. Mm. How do you see you? How do you see you? I once did a show with Oprah Winfrey on how to find your sexy. And there was a gal that they put in a red lace robe and she had tears in her eyes. And I said, take that robe off of her. She is the doll that puts on a silk chemise and a cashmere robe. That's her sexy. It's based on the sensuality Mm. that she has that's seated in her self-appreciation. So it's really not about getting sidetracked. It is about having an unapologetic appreciation of who you are. 
not apologizing for it. And that's what impacts how you look, what you wear, and how you wear it. Again, self-perception. Great style is not based on a dress size or an income. No, no, I've laughed my way through all of that. But style, and that's why I talk about style in the broad sense of the word, because it really is about knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to always show up looking well-dressed. And it's not about the label. You are the label. Oh, no. I've seen people in thousands of dollars worth of clothes that look disheveled. Right. Just, <laughs> just look right. like a mess. Meanwhile, right. I show up in a Zara piece. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> a little there H&M. You you right. know, I love to mix and match labels and different I things. Do too. I'm, it's I not, do too. It's not about that. I've seen people, though, who have on $800 jeans and they look crazy. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Because, again, it is about what is in the flow within. Yeah. It's about what's within. That's what makes it. It's not the label. Mm-mm. Again, it's something that you cannot buy. So when you know who you are, you also determine your own style sensibility. You mm-hmm. identify your best friends, if you will, in the closet in that every time I put this on, it makes me feel good because it matches how I feel inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those are the things that you turn to again and again. Trends come and go. So what? You should be more than a season of somebody else's whims that create revenue for them and distress for you. Mm. And that's why you say always choose quality over quantity. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I really believe I don't knock the dolls and have a closet full of clothes, but it's like one of the queens said to me, a woman with a closet, show me a woman with a closet full of clothes and I'll show you a woman that doesn't know how to dress. (laughs) It really is about having a bankable wardrobe. It's not the number. Yeah. What does it consist of? And I'll tell you, solid gals, they dress to entertain themselves. Not the world at large. Come on, Miss Mickey. <laughs> Dress to entertain yourself, not the yeah. world at large. Right. Right. Mm. It took me a while to come into that. You know, mm-hmm. building a brand as a personal finance expert for a long time, Miss Mickey, I thought that, well, I won't say a long time, but when I was first starting out, I was like, okay. It's a very male-dominated industry, and mm-hmm. you have to be covered up tight and wear a black-brown or navy suit and have certain kind of pumps. And and Miss Mickey, now you know me, <laughs> I was miserable. <laughs> I was still, the, you know, I was still speaking well. I was still effective and all that stuff. But when I could really come into my own and just own that look, this is how I like to dress. I like right. it bright. I like it tight. Right. I like I like big jewelry. I like my long hair with my bangs. This is who I am. (laughs) Then I really showed up so much more confident because I was just being myself, but I was also so much more relatable because I was uncomfortable in clothes that other people said would be appropriate for the position. Right. Right. But it wasn't appropriate for me. Wasn't appropriate for you. And, you know, one of my favorite Mickeyisms in the book is when it comes to style, don't put a period where you should put an exclamation mark. God never asked you to dummy yourself down so somebody else could feel comfortable. Don't be a chauffeur to somebody else's inhibitions. If you can't hear what I'm saying, because my red shoes 
throw you off course, then you really need to come back to the table when you're ready to do business because <laughs> my shoes are not your problem. They shouldn't be a problem for you. Not your concern. Not your concern. Right. Yeah. Right. I had someone leave a review one time that my bangles were too big. And I'm like, we were talking about budgets and credit. What are you worried about bangles? Right. What are you worried? But you're missing right. a bigger point of what's possible for you. Exactly. You're distracted. Exactly. Distracted. Because style is really a story. And it really comes down to how you want to express yours. And I don't think anybody gets to define that for you but you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You're just so full of wisdom, Miss Mickey. (laughs) I want to honor your time. So we kind of close out our show every week with when we have guests with asking some rapid wisdom questions. So I'm going to ask you four things and just tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Mm. How do you define success? Love. Mm. Love. Love. If you are loved, look. The Bible says that if I have all these things and don't have love, I am nothing. So yes, love, that's it for me. And my well is full, full of love. I have it. I'm giving it. I even joke sometimes. I say, you know, everybody in the Taylor house has it, even the dog. (laughs) She's spoiled. Yes. But yeah. So note to self, love, love. Absolutely. If I looked at it another way, I would say people. That's why I talk about in the book the importance of having a celebration Celebration circle. circle. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Because a queen, your greatness was not designed to work in isolation. Not. Mm -mm. So who are the people that want to see you win? Who are those that love you and support you every step of the way? And who are you doing the same for? Because, you know, that's what we need. We want to say, okay, am I the kind of loved one that I would want in my life? Oof. Love. Yeah, that's your wealth. Mm, am I the kind of loved one that I would want in my life? That's good, Miss Mickey. Okay. <laughs> How do you define wealth in three words or less? Mm, peace. Uh, joy. And silence. Because getting still is when you replenish. Again, you can't give from a place of lack. So you've got to get still and replenish before you go back out to sow more seeds. Absolutely. Mm, I love it. Peace is my, one of my favorites too. Mm-hmm. What's one book that has redefined how you see wealth? Oh, that's a tough question. One book. Well, I would have to say the Bible is the top of the list. Yeah, because it it helps me define what is a real investment and what's shallow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here's the last one. You're going to fill in the blanks. So it's my name is, and then the truth about wealth is. Oh, that's a tough one. (laughs) Oh, everyone possesses it. How you spend it is up to you. Mm, Everyone possesses it, but how you spend it is up to you. Mm -hmm. Oh, Miss Mickey, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And I, I have to tell you one more thing. 
There's a section in the book where you talk about your mom. What an awesome example uh, she was and just the way that she carried herself and her strength and her poise and her grace and her friendships and how those friendships helped mold you. And I highlighted that, dog-eared it, underlined it, because the (laughs) way that you spoke about your mother is how I want Reagan, my daughter, to speak about me one day. Mm. It it moved me so much. And I am so intentional about the life that I live and the reason that I don't do certain things. See, my baby has saved a lot of folks too. The Bible, (laughs) but the reason that I do and don't do certain things is because she's watching And when you kind of shared how you would see her from this perspective, but also as a kid, kind of looking at them, I just really loved it. And it really spoke to my heart. And I'm like, you know what? I pray that as Reagan grows and matures, that when she looks back at her childhood, at her adolescence, that she sees me the way Miss Mickey saw her mom. Because that was beautiful. So thank you so much. Thank you. And I know she will. Mm. Because on your watch, you are so on duty and filling her with all those gems that she will keep forever. And I tell you, that is how I feel about my mom. Though she's no longer with me, she sits right in my heart. And everything that she taught me guides me to this day. And that's also the kind of mother I'm trying to be for my children that, you know, I think that's the legacy that we give them more than anything is that wisdom, that way of being, that inspiration, that foundation that lasts forever and ever. Yeah, that's the stuff that matters. Oh, yeah. That's what matters. Well, thank you so much, Miss Mickey. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you, Miss Richie. I appreciate you. And I love you, sis, so much. And may God just bless you over and over as you continue to empower us. Ah, thank you. <laughs> Indeed. Wasn't Miss Mickey incredible? Just incredible. I just love her. Let me tell you, you know how I am about same on stage and off stage, on camera, behind the camera. Miss Mickey has made me feel so comfortable and so wonderful on several occasions. But we spoke on a panel for Disney Dreamers a couple times, actually. And I don't know. She just has that spirit. You know, you can just hear, just feel it. She exudes joy and peace and just, you can just tell she knows who she is. And when I look at her, I really mean that's the type of woman I want to be. That's what I want to represent. So I just adore her. There's a a quote from her book and she says, true queens serve by example and how well we honor ourselves shows that we acknowledge our worth. And I just love that. I love that. True queen served by example. She is an example to me. And I really, you know, like I told her, I want to be that example for my daughter and for other women in general, for other girls in general, because it's an example of us just honoring our worth, acknowledging our own worth. And if we're going to earn more money, that comes first. You can dress it up all day long, you know, 
You can do a bunch of the busy work, as I call it. But until you get to working on your being, what good is any of it? And so I love Editor and Chic. I, you know, we didn't have enough time, but there really are a lot of amazing beauty and style tips. Like I have been getting my life together. <laughs> I do a pretty good job with makeup and stuff, but just looking at how to change up the routine during different seasons so that I look my best, so that I'm treating my skin well, so that I have that. I think she calls it a temple management team in the book. Since reading the book, I've been getting those things together, like finding a, a dermatologist that specializes in African-American skin and looking at the wardrobe, making sure the closet is bankable and not just packed of foolishness. So pick up a copy of Editor and Chic. It technically comes out May 1st, but there will be stores. So check your local Barnes and Nobles, wherever you buy your books, that'll have it in April. So you may be able to get yours right now. Make sure you support Head to patricewashington.com. Let Miss Mickey know what you thought in the comments. I'm definitely going to be sharing those with her as I do with all the guests when you guys leave amazing feedback and also find us in social media. I'll link to everything in the show notes. And if you have not joined us for the Earn More Money Movement for Women, it is completely, completely free. And it's a personal finance career and entrepreneurship challenge. And the goal for me was an acknowledgement of equal pay day to do something that could help every woman embrace her God-given gifts in order to earn more using 20 proven principles. And so I think what Ms. Mickey spoke to today really was about kind of my pillar number five with the earn more objectives is establish your value in knowing that you bring a lot to the table so there's nothing to hide. There's no need to hide. So join this journey with us. We're talking about how to face your fear, rock your gifts, establish your value, negotiate like a ninja, which I have a renowned international guest next week who's going to help us with negotiating and beefing up those negotiation skills so we can get to the wealth we want. And um, the last objective is maximizing your money maker. Mm -hmm. Because when you start making more, you got to do better with it, right? So join me. Keep coming back. If you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Please leave us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear your feedback. And just thank you so much for showing up week after week. I really am here because I want to do some really simple things. I want to help you live your life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without ever having to chase money. Until next time, talk to you later. Bye.